Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 219. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Allow me to introduce to you a new way to improve your brand. It's called Restaurant Branding Roadmap Academy. Don't risk becoming a restaurant failure. Join other operators and learn how to build a restaurant brand that will thrive. Simply head over to www.restaurantbrandingroadmap.com slash RBR hyphen academy. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore, and I have a great show for you today, um, kind of breaking from the normal mold. I have a guest on the show, somebody who just really you know, opened my eyes, and you know, I just love their story of determinism and persistence and creativity and not taking no for an answer. And something I want to do on the show is just taking, uh, you know, a little uh, diversion from the normal uh, interview where I'm getting the, the stories of our mentors. But today we're going to get a story from somebody who's right there, uh, maybe right where you are in your life, where you want to open a restaurant or you're in the process of opening a restaurant. And I just think we can learn a lot from his story. So uh, we're going to listen to his story and get it inspired and motivated. And trust me, you'll be happy that you tuned in today. Here it is. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Colton Schultz. Colton, tell me, please tell me you're feeling unstoppable today. Eric, I'm absolutely feeling unstoppable. Pedal to the metal all day, every day. <laughs> yes, that is <laughs> what we like to hear here at Restaurant Unstoppable. So I have Colton on the show today uh, because, uh, you know, Every once in a while, I just stumble across somebody who just really impresses me. And I want Restaurant Unstoppable to start uh, going in a direction where uh, we start celebrating the little victories in our lives. I mean, we have these great restaurant tours on the show, as Colton knows, as being a listener of Restaurant Unstoppable. And we can learn so much from these people who uh, you know, went through uh, the initial phases of starting a restaurant maybe like 10 or 15 years ago, but sometimes it's cool to get a fresh perspective and to talk to somebody who's going through uh, the process of becoming a restaurant tour right now. And uh, I stumbled upon Colton and uh, just honestly from uh, having him use one of my links, one of my affiliates told me, Hey, so-and-so signed up. Uh, just wanted to thank you for spreading the word about the service that we're providing. And I said, Hey, who was, who was that person? I want to thank them personally because I really can't <laughs> express enough Colton, how, how grateful and thankful I am when people do hear about something on the show and they do take that action to, or that extra step just to let people know that, you know, you heard from restaurant unstoppable. So I thank you personally. And then I also like to get the story of, you know, I like to get the story too about what you're doing and how Restaurant Unstoppable has helped you so I can figure out what else I can do to make the show more valuable and to really kind of like what a restaurant owner does with their guests, right? Colton, they want to, Absolutely. um, you know, talk and survey their guests and find out what experiences are good and bad. I, tr- I try to do the same thing with my listeners. So why don't you just give, uh, the, listeners at home a quick aerial view of who you are, uh, what you're all about? Absolutely. Well, I first want to say thank you, Eric, for having me on the show. I'm an avid listener and a big fan, so it's great to actually have a listener on the show that can kind of give the perspective of, you know, starting a restaurant and 
not having much experience. So thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. I'm, I'm honored to have you. Absolutely. So, um, like you said, my name's Colton Schultz. Um, I just graduated with my master's degree from the University of Mary here in Bismarck, North Dakota. Not a lot of people probably know where that's at, but it's mighty cold up here. So, <laughs> I think you're my first North Dakotian on the show. I have to say, <laughs> I'm proud to have you. So, absolutely. Tell, I mean, you served in the military. Uh, you're 26 years old. Uh, you've done all these incredible things. I, I think when that, during the pre-chat, when I was first talking to you, getting your story, learning more about you, before I made the decision to invite you on the show, you told me you put down $500,000 of your own money. Did I get that number yes. right? And how old that are you again? Correct. 26. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just so impressed at what you've accomplished at such a young age. And now, how did you get that initial capital to get started? Absolutely. So I was fortunate enough to when I joined the military to get a bonus. And lucky for me, when I joined, um, there was actually an error that occurred where I didn't get the bonus when I was 18 years old. I ended up getting it on my third year of completed service, which happened to be when I was 21. So at that time, I realized, hey, you know, I really want to get into the real estate industry. I think it'd be a good idea to invest in some duplexes and triplexes. And as maybe some of the listeners know, uh, North Dakota experienced a large oil boom. So I purchased real estate and fortunate enough for me, by the time I decided to refinance and cash in on some of that equity, uh, the price for my property is almost doubled. In wow. some cases, almost tripled. So I was fortunate enough to be able to utilize that equity to kind of kickstart me to where I need to go and put everything on the line. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just you know, wanted to point that out because I think you know, all the advice that I've gotten on the show, one of the biggest pieces of advice, and if you can do it, if, if you can find a way, if you can get creative to put your own money down, to have your own skin in the game, um, it makes the, the decision-making process so much easier. It makes it easier for you to do what you want to do, to do things that resonate with your inner core, uh, to, to not have to bend to make uh, you know, investors happy. Like if you can find a way to do it yourself, the less people that are involved in the decision-making processes and the branding and all that stuff, um, it, you're just better off. And I just think that you having that own money, just your own money really must've just, uh, helped with, uh, making things easier. Um, so, and actually Eric, that was a big reason why I decided to own or operate this new venture of mine versus, uh, working at my high paying job and then just hiring a manager and going that route. So I decided to just completely dive in head first, hop in the trenches with everybody and, you know, quit my job. That is my security blanket for my family. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I almost forgot to mention, uh, thank you for your services. Something I meant to mention early on in the interview. Thank you for your services serving in the military. Absolutely. We all are thankful for that, but I kind of, to keep going in the direction of the show. Um, one thing that really, really inspired me uh, was, well, let me let you tell the story about how you decided to go in the direction you're, you're now going in. Okay. Yeah. So to start off, well, it, uh, when I decided I wanted to be an entrepreneur pretty much all my life, but it really took fold when I was about my first year in grad school. And I really had that fire in my stomach that I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to create something from scratch, potentially hop into something that was already producing profit and cash flow, and then just you know go from there. So what I did, um, I was trying to conceptualize on maybe creating my own idea and then you know starting an existing business. And what happened was I really wasn't finding something that you know I could believe in 100%. And I felt like there was a lot of risk in starting something from scratch and with all my assets on the line and everything, I wanted to kind of hop into something that was a little bit more for sure instead of actually buying, you know, a half a million dollar multi-unit 
rental property, which to me was the easy way to go. But, you know, the return on investment wasn't quite as exciting as something, you know, starting a business. So that's really when I started looking into other options. And I kind of had a light bulb aha moment one day when I was sitting down and I just got back from a trip from Fargo and I ate at a Grand Junction restaurant twice in one day. Mm -hmm. When I got back to Bismarck, I was talking with some of my friends and stuff and I'm like, you know, that is a great place. Why is there not one in Bismarck, North Mm -hmm. Dakota, which is the capital city, one of the largest cities here. And there's 11 of them throughout the state and not one here. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to start a Grand Junction. (laughs) Everyone kind of started laughing at me and is like, okay, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Good luck with that, man. So that's when I decided uh, to really dive in and try to try to make that opportunity come to fruition. And uh, how did you do that? Actually, before we get into the how you did that, because that's really uh, the the core of what I want to drive home today is the how you did it, and uh, you're just so impressive. But I I messed up, Colton. I forgot to ask you to get that motivational, inspirational ball rolling. So my apologies. Let's just toss that in right now, and then we'll spin off from there and to, to really drive home the lesson to be learned today. So I was really excited when I found out I was able to share something like this. I have two of them that came to mind right away. Um, the first one's from a mega entrepreneur, big fan, um, Elon Musk, Ooh. and it's pretty much on perseverance. And his quote is, if something is important enough, even if the odds are against you, you should still do it. Mm-hmm. That really resonates with me, and I think it would resonate with a lot of fellow listeners as well. Um, the second one is from Sir Winston Churchill, and I remember hearing this back in my first year of high school, actually. And his quote is, never give up on something that you can't go a day without thinking about. Wow. And uh, those are both awesome. And I think they're a great segue into today's lesson. But I have to take a quick break because somebody just walked up to my front door. Hold on one second. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I'm back. (laughs) All right. right. Sorry about that. The solar panel guy was back to give me some paperwork. I thought he was gone for the day. Um, No problem. (laughs) So to segue on this, these two awesome inspirational, motivational uh, quotes, I think they're perfect because today what we want to talk about, I mean, I really just wanted to make an example of you, Colin, of what happens when you stay determined, when you keep focused, uh, when you open your mind and you just let the possibilities just flow into your creative I don't know, frontal lobe. Like there's always a way <laughs> to find that, like <laughs> to find your opportunity to, to make what you want to do happen. As long as you don't give up and you stay persistent, you get creative. And I think you're just a shining example of that. So thank you very much from there. Go on to tell your story about how you uh, met this gentleman or how you got in the front door with this uh, grand junction uh, restaurant group, I guess, cause they're not a chain They're It's, it's independently owned. Uh, but how right. did you get your foot in the door? Yeah. So what I did is when I decided I finally wanted to pursue that venture, um, first of all, it was a little, I guess, unorthodox because I really felt like I need to start something from scratch. So now I'm transitioning over to something that's already existing. So the only way I decided that I could get in the door was by Googling the name and getting a phone number and pretty much calling that number every single day until I got some results. So How many times uh, would you say you called? Uh, I think probably for almost two months straight. Um, every day. A lot of times, every day, man, every day. I would get the runaround. I would get a different number. I would call that number. People would pretend like they didn't know what they were talking about. And finally, I just said, hey, you know, put me in contact with the guy that created this. I would love to tell him about myself, tell him what I could bring to the table. I want to bring one to Bismarck, et cetera. And just please make this happen. And 
you know, I just didn't give up. And I really, there's a few times I thought it wasn't going to happen, but it eventually did. And I got a call one day and said, Hey, Colton, you have five minutes. And I said, that's all I need. <laughs> and then they hung up. And then they hung up. And you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so tell, tell us like what happened from there. Yeah. So I called him back and said, um, <laughs> you said I had five minutes. Where are we meeting? And then he gave me an address and we met up and the meeting ended up turning into about an hour and a half. And we really hit it off. Uh, awesome. All all the other owners were there and everything. So, but I pretty mean, much, uh, like the lesson to be taken away here, I, th- I think the majority of people would have quit. They would have said, "Well, that was a you know a dead end. It's not going to happen. Oh well, what's the next idea?" But you just got create like you got creative. You didn't like most people would have done the search and would have been like, "I can't find anything," or you know, call that first time would have said, "Okay, well, this isn't going to work. This isn't worth it." But you just kept showing up every day, every day. If you really want something and you just keep showing up every day, like that persistence, you're going to impress people. And I think that's what happened uh, with Boo, right? That's his name, Boo. Like, his name is Boo. Yeah, B-U. such an awesome name, by the way. Boo. Uh, so yeah, Vietnamese gentleman, one yeah. of the most people I've ever met. Um, but what was it about Boo that made you want to be a part of this operation? Like, why were you why why choose this operation, Grand Junction? I think first and foremost was it's been in existence for 17 years, mm-hmm. and when I met with him, I could just tell that he had a passion for what he did. He really believed in producing a quality product, and a lot of the stuff that he did actually, I felt like I could enhance and bring more to the table because mm-hmm. I felt like some of the systems were out of date and. Actually, there was was not many systems. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when taking a closer look at this opportunity, I realized how well they're doing on a lot of these minimal kind of prehistoric, you could say, mm-hmm. type systems and operations, and everything. And I felt like, you know, if they're doing this great, imagine, if, you know, if I can really execute it. Ex- those accelerators, all those things to just make it exact, that more efficient, that much more productive. And, see, and that's where this podcast really comes into play, because a lot of these accelerators and stuff I've learned from this podcast. And I'm sitting here looking into, you know, this this Grand Junction, you know, restaurant. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity here. I just want to, I just want to be a part of it. You know, you have no idea how happy that makes me feel, man. I love listening to people (laughs) say that this hard work I'm doing really has helped. And I really, I'm excited to keep an eye on you to see what you do at Grand Junction. But what were the core values that you mentioned when we were talking in the pre-interview chat uh, that really drew you to Boo? I'm going to say his name as much as possible, by the way, because I just think it's the coolest (laughs) thing. So yeah, some of the core values was that he was just an extremely hard worker. Mm-hmm. He really believed in what he was doing and he was also open to making this better and actually receptive to my feedback. Uh, you know, a few things I said to him, I thought was potentially going to offend him. I told him a lot of his locations kind of remind me of jailhouse cafeterias. <laughs> and then there was kind of that awkward pause and he's like, tell me more. I kind of went into it and I said, Hey, you know what? If we want to take this to the next level, possibly franchising this thing out, we want to, you know, establish uniformity. We want to create a brand. We really want to create a atmosphere and dynamic that when a customer walks in, they're going to go, this is a Grand Junction restaurant. I absolutely love Grand Junction, you know? So that's what we're shooting for right now. And I think it's totally worth, you know, just taking a quick moment to stop and to point out some of Boo's if factors. But before we do that, we need to take a quick minute to thank today's sponsor. If you're a fan of Restaurant Unstoppable, you remember a past guest, Karen Post, our authority on restaurant branding. Well, she's teamed up with Jocelyn Ring and together... They've created Restaurant Branding Roadmap Academy. They know the formula for restaurant branding success, and they're going to share it with you. 
At Restaurant Branding Academy, you'll learn about branding 101, the basics, how to find the best brand name, how to tell your story, and how to develop identity using graphic and visual footprints, plus much, much more. To get started, head over to restaurantbrandingroadmapacademy.com slash RBR hyphen academy. Again, that's restaurantbrandingroadmap.com slash RBR hyphen academy. Get on it. And we're back, so it's time to talk about those it factors. Uh, some of the times we you know we interview all these incredible people, and one of the most common it factors is obviously that determinism, that work ethic, just being an animal, being uh, just you know loving to work, like just kind of in almost a twisted way, like you love to punish yourself, but just showing right. up every day just to, to right. get the job done. Uh, which I hear coming out in your story about Boo, but also another huge it factor that I think is you know just crucial. And if you're listening and you are a restaurant owner and maybe you feel like you are out of date, the ability to break down the walls and to be receptive to like new younger people who have new perspectives and to, to be open, to be willing to learn from this person exactly. who's never opened a restaurant, but just is truly passionate and just, you know, a new generation like th- that always willing to learn, always willing to sharpen the saw. One of the seven habits of highly effective people uh, is right there. And I hear that in, in Boo's story. Um, <clears throat> so and that's why I'm so grateful that, you know, I have the chance to work with them because I feel like a lot of times, with someone that knows, you know, the same way they've done this for the same amount of years, 17 years, that they, it is hard for change. And then when you have someone come in that's in their mid twenties and saying, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I think it can, you know, cause a, a barrier at times. So it's just really cool that he's open to change. Yeah. Uh, awesome story. And, you know, I'm so happy that I'd, I'd invited you on the show, Colin, because, you know, thank just, you. initially I wanted to talk to you, like I said, thank you. And to, to try to get some data out of you about what you like about the show, what I can do to make it better. And then behind all that data behind, uh, trying to just thank you, I started seeing this amazing story of, uh, you know, what happens, like I said, when you're persistent, creative, and just want it so bad. And I mean, let me ask you from being a listener of the show, are there any major takeaways you've had uh, as a listener that you think have helped you in your uh, going forward with working with Boo and becoming a partner or? Uh, Absolutely. Share some of those lessons. Yeah, I could probably talk about this for the next hour, but <laughs> just a quick uh, synopsis real quick. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway, Eric, that I've, that I've, uh, taken away from the show is making a difference in people's lives. Now that I decided to be an owner operator, I'm going to be someone's manager. I'm going to be someone's guiding light. And I feel like, you know, from your show, it's so important to make a difference in their life, not just be there, you know, as a, as a leader, but just to, to, to change their perspective and hopefully make their life a little better. Another one is uh, you're either growing or declining and there's no in between. I think that was from the book built to lead, I believe, but um, that really shines a perspective, especially on, I think the millennial generation that, you know, you got to keep on pushing at 150 miles an hour to keep on growing because there's no stagnant in between. Did you, did you read that book built to lead? Absolutely. Did and you, that was because you, of your podcast. Oh, awesome. <laughs> it's a great book. I'm going to get uh, David Long on the show you. real soon. Actually, I think I'm going to be getting an email from him in the next couple of days or at least an alert reminding me to email him because he's on vacation right now. But he's coming that back was, on the show to discuss that book. I can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, I think the final one was, if I remember right, an episode in December um, to trust your gut and take a chance. And mm-hmm. I think that this articulates my mission and exactly, you know, why my story is even happening. So mm-hmm. 
And that's really important to know that, like, yeah, every once in a while, like in your circumstance, <clears throat> Colton, you knocked it out of the park. You trusted your gut. Uh, you were persistent. You impressed these people. You surrounded yourself with greatness. You did all the right things, but you're not always going to knock it out of the park. And know that exactly. if you don't knock it out of the park, know that, you know, take those lessons learned from what you went through, uh, how you held yourself, how you managed yourself, what maybe you might have done wrong, and, and then try it again. <clears throat> um, and exactly. know. That's not always going to be a success. Not, I think it was uh, Ben Felicia or Fili- uh, Ben Felicia is how you say his last name, who said, you know, not not every orchestra is going to be. Uh, I can't remember exactly crap, but the point of the saying is like, not every show is going to be a hit. Not every uh, whatever you do is going to knock it out of the park. So just just keep on trying and learn from your mistakes and fail forward. Yeah, and Eric, I think a lot of times you know those uncomfortable situations really, you know, in the moment might feel uncomfortable, but it brings out the best in, in a person. And I think a lot of times if you can't find that, you know, your resilience to bounce back and to be able to make light of these uncomfortable situations, one can kind of dig deep and find that person they look up to, which mm-hmm. for me is my dad. And he's the one that kind of always told me, Hey, you know, put your best foot forward and just try your hardest. And, you know, that's the best, do your best that you can possibly do and never give up. So Awesome. Great additional advice there. Um, we're about to wrap it up, but I just want to ask you before we finish, I mean, what was the the service that you did use that you uh, found through Restaurant Unstoppable? I want to kind of get your take on that and let the folks at home learn more about that. Absolutely. So I reached out to Roger at Restaurant Rockstars and I actually signed up with the Academy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely great explosive content and we wouldn't be talking right now if it wasn't for that. So it's just amazing a lot of this good content can create so many, you know, opportunities and open so many doors that you don't think is going to happen. I definitely don't think a week ago that I would be doing this with you. So, mm-hmm. and the reason why rock stars, <laughs> the reason why I want to bring that up is because you were talking about the power of mentoring and uh, surrounding, you know, sur- like being a, an influence in someone's life. And today, it's easier than ever to. Uh, get a mentor and there's resources like there were never before to kind of surround yourself, whether it's reading a book or listening to a book even easier. Or uh, if you can't find somebody to work for, you can go sign up for a course with somebody who's proven successful, who knows what they're doing. And they'll, they Roger created all these modules a to Z from everything he's learned. um, And you can literally pick up a mentor in that fashion. And that's what Colton did. He's a smart guy to do that, to surround himself with this content, to get a mentor in Roger through his videos. And I just wanted to, you know, make an example again of you uh, being smart with your money and your time. And um, I'm sure it's not the last time I'll be making an example of you, Colton. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and there's a lot of tools out there for someone that doesn't have a lot of experience that they can leverage. Um, You know, there's a lot of free content. Obviously the internet is a plethora of information. Um, even local suppliers, it's amazing how I've just gone around town and just reached out to mm-hmm. people and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can I pick your brain for a little bit? A lot of times if they say no, I mean, they're probably going to feel disrespectful. So a lot of times they'll at least give you five, 10 yeah. minutes. And then most importantly, um, this is a great example. I was actually out to eat with the wife and her parents and I was sitting there and I was like, I really like this booth size. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, do you have a tape measure? And <laughs> her dad had a tape measure and he whipped it out and we started measuring the booth size and I actually wrote that down. And then I went back to the equipment supplier and I said, Hey, how much is this going to cost? Do you think it'd be a good layout with the design drawings that I created myself? And boom, they just fit in there perfectly. Awesome. So I'm just going around to different restaurants and looking at what they do, mm-hmm. you know, really yeah. helps. And they're successful for a reason. So Yeah. And you know, they are successful for a reason. I guarantee, not guarantee, but I'm going to say, 
a really high chance one of the reasons why they're successful is their willingness to help other people. And when you're good people, yeah. you know, doing good is good business, and they are probably going to be willing to help you out. Um, just it's just the way it is. And um, <clears throat> real quick, what are some of the tools or what are some of the lessons you've learned from uh, Rogers? Uh, uh, restaurant Rockstar Academy uh, that you, you've been using l- thus far and that you hope to use in the process of opening your restaurant? Absolutely. I would say the most important to them, the most important is don't confuse cost with profit. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm, I'm going through the battle of repricing the menu and everything, which is, has been more of a challenge than I thought just because the pricing has been you know, the, the same way with Grand Junction for a long time. And I don't want to just go in there and just raise prices for no reason. So I've been working with Roger to understand what my cost is and not to confuse it with profit and just take a strategic angle at. So at is it just the videos or is he willing to sit down and talk to you and email back and forth to help you? Even email, further? phone calls, everything. It's, it's been a great experience. So I'm awesome. very thankful for Roger and Restaurant Rockstars. The mentors are out there. It's up to you to find them. And I've been so impressed by Roger. And if uh, you guys want to check out Restaurant Rockstar Academy, just head over to the show notes. This is episode 219. So that's restaurantunstoppable.com slash 219. You'll find the links to everything we discussed in the show notes right there. And uh, yeah, we're going to wrap it up now. And we wrap up every episode by just first, you know, just calling somebody out. Who's somebody that <clears throat> that you admire in this industry and think would be a great guest mentor on the show for us? The first thing that comes to mind definitely is Chris and Robin Sorensen, and they're actually the creators of Firehouse Subs. I think their story is just remarkable, and I would love to hear from them on the podcast. They pretty much created an idea, conceptualized it, and grew it into a national franchise chain that is all around the country Mm -hmm. and they did this all under 20 years so it'd be great to hear from them absolutely um and now let the folks at home know how to connect with you if they have any questions about uh the the route the route you took or if they just want to connect with you to just chat and stay motivated how can we connect absolutely yeah i would love to hear from other restaurateurs that are in my shoes you know possibly opening a restaurant within the next year thinking about it you can email me at colton.schultz at gmail.com that's c-o-l-t-o-n dot s-h-o-u-l-t-s at gmail.com and you can find me on linkedin and facebook as well awesome colton thank you so much for taking the time to share your quick story to be an example of what happens when you're determined when you're persistent when you're creative and you just don't take no for an answer and you take action in your life um you are a perfect example of that and there's no questioning you you are unstoppable right on man (laughs) i appreciate it thanks for having me on my pleasure cheers So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, I got the talking with Colton after I thought we were done recording, and uh, he he said he he wished he had mentioned something. So I'm gonna uh, let him just share some of the final thoughts uh, that he he had just you know brought up after I thought we were gonna wrap it up. And then he said he he wished he had mentioned one more thing. So I'll, I'll let that play out too, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. So it's a little bonus, I guess you could think of it. So <laughs> here it is. Well, man, you were awesome. I hope you enjoyed it. You sounded great. How do you feel? I had this this nervous energy that I'm telling you, I rarely get, and I only get it when I'm super excited to do something. So, Yeah, those nerves will bubble up. How do you think I felt when I was first getting started? Yeah, no kidding, man. I mean, this was like a bucket list item. I mean, I really, really look up to this as a resource, and it's so great to now be a part of and 
you know, looking at a podcast that has, what do you have, like 300 episodes now? Almost. Uh, 220, I think. This is 220. Yeah. You know, to be a part of that elite group. I mean, Colton <laughs> Schultz is part of the 219 people, you know, well, that. You know, I just, I really just think that there's a lot of value to, um, you know, listening to those who are uh, going through what you're going through right now and knowing that you're not alone and to make an example of those little victories. Exactly. Um, you know, and sometimes I feel like when I, when I learn new content, I'm kind of incredulous where I actually, you know, if I try it myself, then I can prove to myself that, oh, hey, this is going to work. But by listening to, you know, a podcast or a source that has so much credibility, I mean, you just, you just take all that information and run with it versus sitting there like, oh, I wonder if that is actually something that I can utilize, you know, where you start hearing this two or three times a week. It's like, wow, I need to start implementing some of this because these guys obviously know how to do it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, man, that's why the podcast exists exactly for that reason, to capture those stories, to you know find those correlations and to act on this advice. So is there anything that you wish you added? Right. One thing I was I did want to touch on the podcast because I think for me, sometimes I feel like sometimes this is overwhelming and I just kind of wanted to shoot the message out there to people that are young like that. You know, I'm having a kid literally five days after the restaurant's <laughs> opening. So it's like, I I just don't want people to say to themselves that it's not possible because anything is possible and don't take no for an answer. Awesome. Pretty much. I wanted to get out there. So great, dude. I'll, uh, I'll try to get that, uh, sewn in there someplace. Right on. Awesome. Great stuff, dude. Thanks again for everything. And I'll be in touch. Yeah, absolutely. Take care, Eric. Thanks. Cheers, brother. Yeah. Later. Bye. Well, I hope you guys added that little or appreciated that little added moment there of just conversation and uh, I think great advice. And I wanted to try to figure out a way to work in uh, Colton's last piece of advice there. Just, you know, anything's possible, no matter what your circumstances, just show up every day. I thought it was worth getting in there. And plus, uh, you know, we just had some great additional chat. And like always, I have to remind you guys, uh, just head over to the show notes, restaurantunstoppable.com slash 219. This is episode 219. Uh, you can find everything that we discussed in today's show, including that book, Built to Lead, and uh, Roger Bodwin's Restaurant Rockstar Academy. Uh, totally worth checking out. Like Colton said, he's just so happy with it. And I've got to remind you to please connect with me, Eric, at restaurantunstoppable.com. I'm always looking to hear from the next person who uh, is acting on the advice from our our listeners and sorry, our guests. And uh, let me know what your challenges are. What what can I do on the show to help you? Please let me know. Also, looking to really explore starting a little mastermind group, and if that's something you're interested in. I'm looking for five people. Five people uh, to join me in a mastermind group to, to meet, I don't know, maybe once or twice a month and discuss what it is we can do uh, you know, to help each other out, to tap, you know, to, to bring our minds together, to really pull on a combined knowledge of a bunch of people trying to do the same thing. They open their own restaurant. That's something I really have been uh, looking to start. So I want to get an idea, uh, do a little test of concept. If you're interested in something like that, I'm looking for five people. Shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Um, all right. That's it for today. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. A little uh, break from the normal routine, but I think it was well worth it. Until next time, peace out.